Podcast. My name is David. My name is Derek. And welcome once again to this magical world that we are about to bring you to. Yeah. The world of? Water. World of water. A world of rain. Oh, so much rain. A world of cliff sides. And sliding down over and over again. A world of infinite Lozolfo sports camps, <laughs> Bacoblins camps, Goblin <laughs> camps. Oh, respawning a, a world where just the moon rising is a scary, scary thing. Oh, uh, well, at least the first. You know, yeah. once you get past a certain point, you're like, oh, blood moon. Whatever. Eventually, you're praying for a blood moon. You're like, whatever. Give me a goddamn blood moon. I want a Lionel. I want Lionel guts, hooves, <laughs> horns. But yes, yes we welcome are, we are to the world of Breath of the Wild. We are speaking of Breath of the Wild's Hyrule. Yes. That's the world. Yes. Um, Breath of the Wild, damn good game. Yeah, damn the, the hype game. The hype's pretty... It's pretty high, but it's pretty accurate. All I mean, it's, at this point, it's, what, a year old? Yeah, it's, Over it's a year, year and some change, like a year and a month. Yeah, because it came out the day of the Switch coming out. So, right. Yeah, the fact that I just beat it for the first time myself like a month ago. It's, <laughs> it's just relevant to do the podcast because the DLCs finally it hit in December, yeah. the night they announced it, basically. And we've all had the time to get around to it, finish that DLC. So we've basically, I guess, completed Except it. Except for me. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're getting there. Yeah. But you, I attempted you, the final trial today, and I died on room seven. I've basically spoiled it for or him, six, but whatever. you know. Either way, right? So, Breath of the Wild. First thing, in order, before we get to Breath of the Wild, we have to talk just a little bit about Zelda in general. So, real sure. quick, what was your favorite Zelda game before this one came out? Before Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild still technically isn't my favorite. I have really petty gripes with it, which we'll go into. But yeah. Before this one came out, I would have to go with the the previous Zelda game. Probably be a link between worlds. Yeah. The na- the namesake for our <laughs> a very... link between worlds. Oh, yeah, this... Something about that sounds familiar. Right, I just can't yeah. put my finger on right. it. It's... What could it be? It, it lends the namesake to our podcast here. Yeah, We're both yeah. big Zelda nerds. Hopefully, we can talk about Zelda a lot more. But I would have to say, probably Link Between Worlds. Surprisingly, being a it, handheld, you know, it was a very good game. And that was... was the that was the most hyped one before this one. That that yeah. one was like everybody was the things people are saying about Breath of the Wild. They were saying about this one years ago. You can do it in any order. It refreshes the formula. It's finally a true open world. You can do yeah. You can do a dungeon in any order. You can buy any item you possibly need. Is given to you right up front with Ravio, which I was about to say. No, no spoilers. I guess he, he's he. You find out who he is, what he's about. Who he Darkling. Ba- uh, basically, a Darkling, <laughs> but I don't want to ruin exactly what he does. You know, yeah. he has a special bag, and he doesn't want you going into it, and you find out what's in the bag, and it, it's kind of a neat little story. What's in the bag? What's in the bag? But I'd probably say Between Worlds. Before that, uh, it's really versus Ocarina of Time and, 
and Majora's Mask. Yeah, Probably going know. with Majora's Mask overall because of the world and yeah. the NPCs and the side And it's just so depressing. Oh, and the more you think about it, people have added a lot of fan literature to it. or Not, oh, not literature, God. just people noticing things and putting, yeah, connecting just, dots. You know, like when you're a kid, you don't notice that stuff. And it's just so sad to look at that world and see all the horrible stuff that's going on. Ugh. Yeah, but between Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, the same engine, yeah. you know, they built that thing almost ground up. Not at ground up, because they had all the reused assets. I'm going to say for mine, though, and this is the most cliche internet answer, it's got to be Ocarina. Yeah. And it's not because I'm one of those kids like, oh, you know, it's the best game ever. It's not the best game ever. It has a lot of issues. But it was the first Zelda game one, I could actually beat. Yeah. <laughs> and two, it was the first Zelda game that I got to play with family. My cousins and I would sit down and play that game until we beat it. And we played it over and over and over again. To this day, I must have beat that game a good 40 times. And 100% of it, oh, yeah. at least half of the Oh, yeah. I, I still, I think I still know where every heart piece is. I know every secret. Where are all the bottles? Uh, where does every big Poe in Hyrule Field? Uh, the, the hard ones where the frogs are. Yeah, you, yeah. You, no, you I, I, I pretty much 100%ed it. The same. Well, the frogs are Majora's Mask. Actually, so, yeah. you know, mine is Sculptulas. I don't think I ever did get Once. Max. Yeah, once. maybe like once, but I can't remember. Once I got every Sculptula. Right. But <sighs> I, as uh, as I'm getting older, I'm basically appreciating it as a series in its entirety. So I'm no longer... Because mine's the same story as yours. Ocarina was the first Zelda. It's the first time I ever stepped into Hyrule. My first experience with the franchise. Well, my first experience actually was Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link for I, the NES. Yeah, I, I didn't had, have uh, any of those. I didn't have I had a great uncle who was obsessed with video games. And he showed me how to beat that game using a Game Genie. And for those of you who remember who Game Genies are, you're right here with me. Your sheet is my command. <laughs> it's, you're, you're in the right age bracket for me, I yeah. tell you right there. But <sighs> I, I, I love them all. I, I just had a, with the Wii U doing Wind Waker, I, mm. I found this renewed zest, yeah. this passion for the Wind Waker. And I, I realized see. there's a whole generation of people that, that consider Wind Waker the best. Like, you get the people, I was in the underground, man. You know, Wind Waker always the best i've loved it since day one it had a unique art style and expressive link so the older i'm getting the more i'm like you know the wind waker if i got trapped on an island and i was going to be stranded with a zelda game and that's all i had it might be the wind waker i don't know if i had to choose the island game i i'm gonna be honest almost pun intended islands in the sea the the problem is is it would be like he can get off the island. Why can't I? Right. It would start driving me crazy. And torture you, yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. I wish I had my king of red line. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyways, that that's our experience yeah, with but the we, franchise. Before we love Zelda. We named their series after uh, a link between worlds, obviously. Um, so it means a lot to us. It's a it's a big game in our lives, and the one game that we've been you know, playing a lot of recently. Him playing Xenoblade, but before that, he just kept going back to Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Same with me. I just beat it. I t- Just today, I finally finished upgrading every piece of clothing that you can upgrade. Yeah. Every single thing. I got my uh, tunic and everything of the sky. Oh, yeah. From the D- Skyward Sword Amiibo. DLC um, included. Taken DLC. care of. Yeah. yeah. So I am so happy right now. Uh, all I had to do was go in and finish that final trial and uh, wrap up any side quests I may be missing. 
And there's a few Koroks I could use. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, they're everywhere. Yeah. I, but, like, I like the Koroks. I mean, you know, it's it's just such a great game. Just wandering around the world, discovering new things. It's it's an awesome game. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll go into... Uh, we, we've all... Everyone's talked about the hype. Everyone's talked about, is it the greatest Zelda ever? Um, it, it either is or isn't. It, it isn't the greatest Zelda yeah. ever, but it is one of the greats. Yeah, it's, it, it highlights what's great about the... It re-highlights all the original things that people had loved about the original... Yeah. The premise of Zelda, at least. The, the yeah. hypothetical. What Zelda should be. Yeah, and you know what we're going to do right now? We're going to highlight some of the best right. things about yeah. Breath of the Wild. We're going to go into if what we love. If you didn't get that in the first place. Right, so we'll go into it now. Since the thought's immediately in my head, and like, I better get the thought out before I forget to do it on this podcast. I have to give it to the game. This game... I play it HUDless, H-U-D-less, uh, because the game is a masterclass in drawing your attention, in drawing your eye. From the minute you start that game, you can see every major landmark you could oh. possibly want to go to without the need of a mini-map. It's so pretty! Yeah, you're like, okay, over there is Death Mountain. I can go to that mountain, okay? Oh, look over there. It's Hyrule Castle. Holy shit, and there's the storm around it, you know, Calamity Ganon. You, you always, it's almost like the game designers were like, Make sure they can mostly always see Hyrule Castle from any vantage point, just to remind you that's where you're trying to get. Yeah, and even if you can't see Hyrule Castle from where you're at, you can usually see one of the four divine beasts after you've conquered them, pointing its laser at right. You. So once, once you do your, I guess what classifies as the game's dungeons, you, you get four cardinal directions basically looking at them because they yeah. kind of go up to the highest points in Hyrule and you can see them all aiming at the castle. But yeah. even as you begin, you know, up, if you look up in the sky, you can see uh, the the Rito beast Va. Oh was yeah. It Va. Uh, Va. Meadow. Uh, yeah. Va Meadow. Yeah, you can see that flying around, and I thought it was like a twilight portal or something from twilight yeah Princess. in the first trailer we saw that in the distance and i'm like what the hell yeah, people, is that speculation is that like a portal from twilight Princess? are the twilight coming back the Tweety? how cool would that be Which, that's also what i love about this series is nobody agrees on any one way to say things oh Tweety yeah. or twilight van meadow van mido mido is it deku 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 I say Ugh. I say Deku. It's a combination of both. My entire life, I said Deku. Tree. Everyone's is Deku. From what Deku I heard, a lot tree. of people say Deku, but I think but I always said Deku. The problem is, is the official pronunciation guide says it's Deku. Yeah, and then the voice acting in this game, uh, I, I'll give that a positive. Yeah, is, yeah. The voice acting is mostly helpful and good. Yeah, the only issue I have with, with the voice acting is that I wish it synced up with the lips better. But yeah. they were having the voices sync up with the Japanese, right. Made which Japan. is fine. It's Nintendo. You know, why re-render it twice? You yeah. Know? Whatever. But, you know, the you Deku know, Tree, you meet him. I, I am the great Deku Tree. And I'm like, yes, confirmed! High <laughs> five! Yeah, but uh, back to the, the being able to see everything... There's nothing it's that I hate game. more in an open world game than you, you can't necessarily see everything, but you can open up your map. You press pause and go to your main map, and you see this massive world, and sometimes the maps are given to you up front. Yeah. So maybe something like The Witcher 3. You know, oh, you can see all the towns you will eventually go to, and you get very hyped. Like, I want to go over there to Blah 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 Berg, whatever town, massive town, it looks exciting, but you can't see it. 
there's nothing pulling you towards it. You just know eventually you're probably going to get there and you're hoping you're going the right way. You keep pausing to look at your map or you're looking at your mini map. I hate when your eyes have to get drawn to a map instead of looking at the gorgeous game in front of you, especially since Breath of the Wild and, you know, The Witcher 3, they're both gorgeous games. Yeah. I try to go headless. I try to just turn everything off and immerse myself in the world, but Breath of the Wild's way better at well, it. One of the cool things, I don't know how Witcher 3 works necessarily, but one of the cool things about the map system here is when you activate a tower, it gives you the map for that area, but it doesn't fill it up with everything. It's like, yeah. hey, this is the landmass. This is what the mountains look like. And right. Stuff. We have the, the, you know, the, um, what are they called? The, the the contouring, you know, it's like, hey, this this peak, there's a peak here, there's a ditch there, that kind of thing. They have that, oh, it's snowy in this area. Um, but they don't be like, oh, hey, there's 40,000 objectives here, like in Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that seems so, to be a Ubi Ubisoft thing. It's yeah, so I'm, I'm really glad, though, that, like, you unlock the map and then it's yours to discover. Right. I spent the past, uh, I spent, like, six hours yesterday just looking at my hero's path mode, which is a really awesome part of the DLC. Um, and like, oh, I haven't been to any of this area of the map. And I just wandered through that area for like six hours. And I found a, a ton of Korok seeds. I found some hidden springs. I found some nice uh, mining deposits, a couple stone taluses I hadn't seen before, yeah. a Hinox or two. It was really fun to check out these new areas. I haven't discovered this yet. It's... It's a beautiful game. Yeah, it's. I think when those, when the map does unlock like that, it's mostly for your mini map. If uh, unless you turn it off like me, but you're going to be looking at your mini map. It's mostly, I think, to highlight roads. So you, in case you were to miss another road, you think you're on a main path, but you realize, oh, there's three other roads to the north of me. Hey, you <laughs> might go take those roads, and they might take you somewhere. Yeah, you so wouldn't have known about otherwise without a map. So many portions of my hero's path. Um, are me looking, like, walking down a path and then, like, veering off in some direction because the path's not going the way I want it to. Yeah. Um, and it's it's beautiful that you know, eventually I can go back and continue down that path, but it's just, it's there, you know? It's like, I have to go there. It's pretty. <gasps> Look at that thing over there. It's great. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's enough gushing about how pretty the game is, though. Yeah. What about, uh, what about mechanics? Mechanics. I... I think we'll slowly slide into mechanics. This might count as a mechanic. or It's something that's in the world, but we just talked about it, so let's go over to that. It's the towers. It's not, not a mechanic, towers, more of like yeah. a world mechanic, something. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. your eyes will be drawn to the towers as well, not the major landmarks of Hyrule. And this game does towers so right. Because each tower... It's not Assassin's Creed where you climb the same church tower 50 times per city, and there's seven cities or whatever, right? This is, there's like eight or nine, ten towers, I think. Something like that. If I'd have to stop and count them in my head. But each one is its own puzzle. Each one of it, it's its, its own unique tower experience. Some towers I kind of hate because they're earlier on and you kind of run into them. And you're being besieged by wizard robes and things that are attacking you as you're trying to climb. I think there's 11 or 12 towers. There's probably, it's near I just, 10, I just, I I just counted in my head. I think there's at least 12 towers. Yeah. But maybe 13. I don't need to go too much into it. I just yeah. think each tower is really cool. Uh, after yeah. a while you, you begin to catch on like, Oh my gosh. Like after about the fifth tower, you're like, 
each one of them is kind of a puzzle. You got to figure out how to get to the top of this thing. They're not all just the same because one was covered in bramble and thorns yeah. at one point. And that's when I realized, you know, oh, I have to avoid the bramble and thorns. This wasn't on the other tower. Yeah, one one is uh, one's like surrounded by a huge lake and filled with electric lasolfos. That's the one I, I was just talking about. That that's that's one you might come across early on. Um, one of the ones that is actually very difficult. I haven't figured out. How, I didn't figure out how to get to it the way I'm supposed to. I had to use your volley scale to get over there. Um, there's supposed to be a way to get up there in the area without using that ability. Yeah, uh, it's the one that's in a ruin, surrounded by corruption, and there's a bunch of bacoblins hiding yeah, out in the ruins. One. That one was so difficult. I I gave up and just revolving scaled over everything. Yeah, I, I if I remember, there were there were corruption eyes. I was just looking everywhere for eyes, and I took I all the eyes out. Couldn't find them. Yeah, I couldn't find them all. It was ridiculous. Well, what's neat about this game? I guess we'll continue evolving from the towers. Yeah. Is that there's no invisible walling. If you're if you're like you know, I think I can stand on that. That's clear of corruption over there. You can climb the wall and stand on the part that didn't have corruption. And I love that because it's. That's how I solved that tower. I'm like, well, I'm going to look for all the eyes. Here's a spot I can stand. Let me go ahead and hop on over there. Neat. Whereas in other games, you'd be blocked from like one climb. one fraction of like a, of a centimeter bit of wall. You're like, oh, hey, and then you fall to your death I into can, the corruption. Yeah, I, I can. In other games, but in this yeah. game, you can stand on that centimeter of wall. You, know, you, you can know. balance on it. Like, oh, there's an eye. Right. An arrow. Funny story about invisible walls is that uh, Horizon Zero Dawn on the PlayStation Four. It came out <laughs> kind of at the same time. And I was bouncing between the games. And sometimes I'd lose myself and forget which game I was playing. So I'd be playing Horizon, hot off of playing Breath of the Wild. And I'd be like, oh, uh, there might be something neat up there. Maybe I can cut to the village. Because Horizon tries to lock you to major roads. If you go too far off, then you'll get walled. You won't be able to... Or I even think I got stuck behind a wall at some point, having used a horse to run so fast I jumped over... I was trying to basically go up a uh, the top of a hill to get to a town quicker because the gate was closed and I was blocked off. And then I got stuck behind a wall. And I remembered like, oh, yeah, this is in Breath of the Wild where you can go anywhere and climb anything. Yeah. So you just – the climbing mechanic, it needs to stay in Zelda forever, I think. Yeah. Well, um, I have a similar story about that. I actually uh, – I'm a big fan of Splatoon too, And it's not that I'm getting caught behind walls, but I've been playing so much Breath of the Wild – that when I go to play Splatoon 2, I hit the jump button. Problem is, the jump button in Breath of the Wild is X, and X in Splatoon 2 is the map. So I'm trying to jump in Splatoon, and I'm just flicking the map on and off, on and off, on and off. Um, well, I think X was the jump button in the original, on the Wii version. I that might be why your brain is getting scrambled there. Well, I just know that B is the jump button in uh, in, in the, Splatoon. The switch, so the yeah, one. yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just it's it's the jump button in Breath of the Wild. Jumping and I go and to jump in Splatoon, and it doesn't jump. You jump to your defeat. I just get tons of map flashes, and I'm like, why aren't I climbing? Yeah, <laughs> but the speak climbing, it's got to stay. That's yeah. another one of those. Holy moly, where's this been my entire Zelda? life my entire zelda playing experience yeah there are some invisible walls oh yeah yeah i mean but they're so far outside of the realm that you you wouldn't even be able to get to those walls if you yeah there is one you can get to um and it's around the uh the northeast side near akala if you look at the map there's a the ocean there and then there's a wall that is like above that canyon that runs along the north side of the map 
And it, you can actually climb down there and run for a good, like, 30, 40 feet. And then, pff, invisible wall. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. My first time running into that. That, or if you're anywhere in the ocean and you try swimming out too far. Right. It'll you, you, could, you could just keep eating stamina potions and your Zora armor and just swimming out as far as you can go. Eventually, it'll say, you can't go any farther. Right. Yeah. The seer so. fog obscures the future. Turn back, traveler. Something like what that. The well, hell? There's usually some themed. Maybe that's not this <laughs> one. That's. But yeah, climbing and then control over the. <laughs> I almost said elements. I wish I had control over the elements in this game. Oh, you can control God. most of the elements. I just wish you could control the rain. Oh, we'll get to that on the on the graphics yeah. section. But, um, we should be wrapping up the positive stuff. Yeah, and moving just, on to the, the act, just the act of moving Link through Hyrule, just adventuring and moving a character throughout their world. I don't think it's ever been better. So there's just a lot more that's positive, and that's just controlling Link and steering him through Hyrule. You can climb things. You have control over gravity, time in a way because you can freeze enemies with stasis or items with stasis. Uh, you can what else? Move magnesis. You have the, it, the gift of magnetism. There's so much. I, yeah, I, I love those videos you see online of people who like found ways to oh, break yeah. uh, certain shrines. They'll like run and they'll, they'll throw a bomb. They'll run and like shield surf in midair, have the bomb explode Launch behind them. them, and it launches them right. over a wall. It's like, how, what? How do you think of this? That's the, the opening plateau oh, is Lord. the best tutorial section of any game at least i think of maybe the past decade in recent memory because it gives you a set of rules and lets you know like these are the rules for this game and that's virtually there are almost no rules so when you say people found a way to break it it's like i'm not sure that they did break it they Mm -hmm. thought about all the rules they were given there on the great plateau and just put them all together to figure out i can launch myself on this shield and cross that huge gap that would have, you know, taken me a half hour to get across otherwise doing it the right way. But yeah, you know, enough gushing, I guess it's um, the hype is real. Basically the point is breath of the wild. It's a beautiful game. It's an amazing game. If you haven't played it, get off your ass, spend the 60 bucks for the game and maybe 300 for the console. If you don't have that yet, but seriously, get Breath of the Wild, play it, borrow your friend's copy, play it. It is such a good game. You deserve to experience it. Yeah, everyone, it, it, just, it teaches you what an adventure game and the adventure genre should be. Yes. Yeah, All right. Hard. And now, let the shit talking begin. Yeah. Yeah, hey, is Breath of the Wild gone? Did he walk out that way? Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Breath of the Wild. No, it's, it's, it's not. There's definitely some gripes. Uh, quickly, we can just. Everyone horses. talks about it. You don't like. The, you know what's fine? I hate let, the horses. Let's let, you, let's let you have a minute here. Yes, you, you, you go on about everything else, but I fucking hate the horses. I swear to God. Like, I tame it, and I have to continually pat it. And even when I even when I've got max affection, it still runs into walls and doesn't obey my orders. <laughs> I just why can't after it hits max affection be like Epona from the other games? 
You know, Breath of the Wild opponent was beautiful. Uh, you know, sorry, not Breath of the Wild opponent. What's wrong with me? Twilight Princess and Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. All the other opponents were beautiful. Yeah. Why do all the horses well, in this game have to be so annoying? Horseplay. It was more. It was more rudimentary back then. Those are older games. But the idea in Breath of the Wild is is survival. Yeah, but it keeps running into walls. They, they It's programmed in the game. There's a pathway. If you have a horse in a pathway and you don't steer, the horse will continue down the pathway. At least until you hit a fork. But I'm riding a horse on a pathway. I let go for a second because, you know, I'm going to get a glass of water or something like that. I come back and the horses run myself up a cliff. And I'm like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> you stupid horse. And then it won't turn around and get back down off the cliff, so I have to abandon the horse, walk away, and whistle for five minutes till it gets its shit together and jumps down off the you fucking do, wall. You do know you can, by targeting, and this I had the same I had the same experience. Like, wow, I wish there was some way to control the horse down a cliff or, because it got me up there. You can actually hit the targeting button, and your horse can hobble and hop, and like dodge. I know it can go sideways and stuff. Yeah, you can go sideways, backwards, forwards, and that's how you get your horse off of a cliffside or off of a hillside. But it shouldn't be on the cliffside in the first place. It was following a path. There was no fork in the road. There were no enemies. There were no snakes. I understand. There were no graboids with their tendril things grabbing them out of the ground. Right. But the world, the idea is the world is unforgiving, and it never stops throwing things at you. The idea is you will never be comfortable in this like post-apocalyptic Hyrule. Link's always having to tame a horse. He's you know it's it's, it's to keep Which your brain trained. Why and not I idle. prefer not... the zero master cycle. Yes, so we'll, much we'll get, better. We'll get to the master cycle, and that's... it should be able to drive in the stupid fucking desert. I hate having to use sand seals. Oh, I like sand seals. I mean, they're great. They're awesome. But having to sneak up on them every time or rent them out of the real place and spend money, I just want to ride my goddamn motorcycle. Right. <sighs> Sorry. Yeah. We that's, can, that's my rant. On to what you want to ride. We can, quickly, we can quickly go on about the rain. Uh, what hasn't already been said about the rain in this game You've been climbing for a half hour. You're going to reach the top of Dueling Peaks. Uh, You've stopped along the way. You've had cooked meals that you prepped for that climb. You're getting towards the top, and then fucking rain comes along and sends you all the way down to the bottom. And then it's raining, man. Right. Um, Specifically Link. Raining Link. (laughs) But yeah, that that fucking sucks. I oh god, the first time uh, on the Great Plateau, I was trying to get to that one right next to the the dude's house, uh, the king's little hut there with the chop down the logs, walk across the ravine, kill the bacoblins, and then just climb the fucking cliff up to the the thing. I'm halfway up; it starts raining. Yeah, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me? I have to wait for it to stop." Right. And I looked down at the at the weather meter, and it's like it just stopped being sunny, raining, raining. Yeah, and then that's the problem and people sun. have. And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? It's gonna rain for like yeah. three hours." You know, it used to rain in like the older games, Ocarina of Time, the, the older 3D ones. It rained for maybe two minutes max, three minutes, which is fine. 
Like, I love the idea that it's not always going to be a smooth climb. I really like the idea of, oh, no, the, the harsh weather is going to come and the environment's going to throw a, throw a hardball at you and you're going to have to wait. I like the idea, but the problem with this game's design is you're always, ooh, what's that over there? And you really want to get to somewhere. You really want to get to the point you're interested in. So rain feels really inconvenient where you're like, I just want to get to the tower I see right there. Or, I just want to get to the top of this cliff. I want to climb. I think something's up there and you have to wait. I mean, I think I timed it once. It rained for 15 whole real world minutes, which is, that's unforgivable. People are like, well, you could teleport and teleport back. I've done that and it was still raining in that environment. Well, there's um an island off the coast of even that island. It's a little ring. And you can go there and farm arrows. You place down your teleport pad. You just keep teleporting in over and over and over again. Um, and you can't do that early on so you don't have it yet. Yeah. But, like, you keep teleporting in, and I, it was thunderstorming. Um, problem is, the chest you pull these ten arrows out of repeatedly over and over and over again is metal. So every time I'd pull it out, I'd grab the arrows, and it would start sparking. Lightning was going to strike it when it was doing the thunderstorm. And I was like, when is it going to stop? After four consecutive teleports within a minute, you know, um, it was like sunshine. Okay. It said it was going to thunderstorm for like three whole hours, but, you know, I just, and it was gone. So it it depends. Like, I think uh, you have to trick it into thinking you've gone somewhere else. Right. And then it'll, it'll reset. Yeah. But, uh, but it, a lot's been said about the rain. I don't want to go yeah. on about that. Well, there's a really cool video um, out there. I forget who did it, but basically this guy, he went and he studied the entire map of Hyrule, and he put places where it rained more often and mapped them as low-pressure systems and places where it didn't rain as high-pressure systems. <laughs> and, like, the areas in between where the rain and the, the, the no rain would mix and stuff. And, like, they have a fully functioning rain system, like precipitation and everything. It it's fully functioning. It does not. It supports itself, and it's scientifically proven to be the way weather actually works. Yeah, interconnected systems. I mean, the, the whole world's like one yeah, large. They they did a really good job on this game. Sorry, we're in the bashing apart. Yeah, but I'm complimenting. Yeah, it. no, I'll just I'll just my biggest gripe is. Uh, it's it's got to be the, the the paper weapons the, the glass weapons. Oh yeah. Uh, I loved the idea when they first announced it. Like, oh man, you're gonna have to go complete MacGyver in this game. You're gonna have to craft weapons, make weapons, etc. Which I was loving. Maybe they didn't say that those direct words. That's what I was thinking it was gonna be. But you know, you just kind of find weapons to pick them up from things, and you hit an enemy about five times, and there it goes, shattered in the glass. Yeah. And the original promise, I swear, it was like watching Anuma and Miyamoto play a, a, a early build of the game when they were talking about, yeah, you see that mountain over there? You could like go to that mountain and you could climb it. And they were saying exploration in this game is key. You will be able to through exploring. You are going to be able to find better weapons, which they make good on the promise. You do find better weapons the further in the game you get. Yeah. But I was thinking if if you explore enough and you do the long-ass side quest you're supposed to do, you're going to get a perma-weapon. You're going to get a permanent piece of Link's inventory through exploring and making sure you cover every inch of this world, and that really never happens. It never did. But... 
You know. I mean, okay, it did in a way because the Master Sword never goes away. It just drained of power. Technically, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Master Sword, it's pretty much a permanent weapon. As it yeah, should be. But I you can't use it permanently. Because right. after a while, it drains and dies. Yeah. So. yeah. But, you know, with DLC, you powered it up. And, and the durability skyrockets. Right. And but then it's when it does still... disappear, it comes back quicker. Yeah. Know? So they did fix some things. But I still wish uh, we had either a unique inventory. Or just what's more doable in this game is I wish we had better weapons. And you know what? You could upgrade your armor. Yeah. I have no idea why you couldn't upgrade a, a weapon three levels or four levels, I think. And yeah. once you got to that fourth star, yours forever. Cannot break. Or if it does break, you go and get it fixed uh, at a blacksmith or, kind of thing. Right. Well, yeah. if, in this game, if it breaks, it's gone forever. I wish it yeah, was more, it broke. I'm saying your upgraded thing, it breaks, and it's like, oh, your staff snapped in half. Let's go ahead yeah. and just repair it. It could still break. You can I get, get you. your things repaired. I, they should have added a blacksmith character. Yeah. Or it, you could have just taken it to the Great Fairies, just like you did for the armor. That would have been awesome. Right. Didn't Although, I'm not a big fan of the Great Fairies. I just spent a lot of time upgrading all my clothing, talking to them, and I feel a little violated. Yeah. Those <laughs> fairies want to... They want to. Do... They, they don't just want your ingredients or your rupees. They want. They want a piece of you. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they want a piece of you. They want your right. masterpiece. Yes. <laughs> they his want master cycle and his master sword and his master junk. I assume, and uh... not, the junk, not the junk you're paying them to upgrade your. <laughs> yeah, your, that your, your was. Oh god. Okay, one more gripe. Why is topaz the hardest uh, yeah. mineral uh... to find? Funny. Why is that? Oh, that's funny. Diamonds are the most valuable ones you can find, and yeah. yet topaz are the literal hardest uh, minerals to find. Yeah. You can find rubies and sapphires for days. Yeah. Um, diamonds, even, for a, a lot. Tons. Literal metric tons of amber. But topaz, nope. Yeah, you think it'd be a lot easier to find the diamonds, but yeah, not the case. Anyways, uh, I guess I we I sort of started I suppose with being able to fix your weapons with the either yeah. a blacksmith or upgrading them. Yeah. Uh, what could within reasonable bounds here, within possibility, if they were to ever patch any more than they already have, or maybe even future small DLC packs, what would you like to see added to this game to 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 kind of I'll start I guess to fill in the world. Is what I'm going to say. Yeah. But to me, it's like feeling in the world. I think there's just kind of a lack of variety in terms of the enemies. Um, so to me, I could start with, I think that they, either this or maybe we'll talk about a potential sequel. If we could still fix these little gripes we have with Breath of the Wild. I'd like to see more enemy types. Just, yeah. just to fill in the world It'd a little It'd be more. nice to have actual Deku scrubs reappear. Deku scrubs. I'd love to have Dark Nuts. Dark Nuts. And I was thinking, you know, for the most part, Gerudo Desert is pretty barren. Yeah. You've got four Moldugas, um, and I think the Moldu King, I'm not sure if he's the fifth or he is the fourth. Either way. I think he's the fifth. You've got him, and then you've got a bunch of Lizalfos, some Moblins, and Bacoblins. It's mostly Lizalfos, from what I... Yeah, a lot of the electric Lizalfos. I'm bringing which... in with the sand. Yeah, <laughs> and so one dumb. hit kill behind me. You know what I miss? Even though I hated them in Ocarina of Time? Levers. 
Yeah. The little green guys that spun up out of the ground and attacked you. Yeah. Those guys were pretty creative. They were, you know, and like you never knew when they were coming. You'd be walking through the desert, and every once in a while, you'd hear, you're like, shit, you guys are like weaving back and yeah. forth to avoid them and chop them with your sword or activate, you know, uh, Nidru's uh, love. Right. Nairu. Nairu. pronounced Nairu. Nairu, Nairu. Like we I, said. I could have sworn there was a D in there somewhere. Maybe I'm just nah, too obsessed with the dragon. Oh, I think the, the Nadra, the dragon. Yeah. He's one of the, dra- the dragons in this game. Yeah. But anyway, uh, you, could, you could activate the, the thing to protect you and yeah. they bounce off and stuff. But, Fill in the world. Yeah, I would love to have Dark Nuts. Dark Nuts would you know, be the best. The idea, like, like we kind of have, like, the Yiga clan. But yeah. I, I love the idea of wandering evil knights. That, would, that would challenge you, like I'm a dark nut, and you're like they're covered in corruption, and you, you can't right. touch them. But... You have to duel these, yeah. these these fuckers, and they're really powerful. I, you know, there should be dark nuts, agomas. I'd like to add that as because we have our overworld bosses, the mini boss characters. Yeah, that'd be should... fun if they were like if they infested the forest. You you'd go into a forest, and there'd be a there. giant spider nest, and you'd eventually have to fight the mama goma yeah. or gama. There's no there's no skeletons either, and yeah. that's, that doesn't make any sense. There's giant spiders spiders. everywhere, right? You know every country on the planet has spiders yeah. you know it's gonna you're gonna have some spiders right the game you know the as awesome as the world and the design is it's always like i think they skimped a little bit when it comes to the things within the world so to me it's like you just add a little more variety yeah i'd like to just there are plenty of stout creatures but you know add the stall folks the stall knights you know yeah things like that so more more mini bosses overworld bosses and more enemy types in general because it gives you more to do Maybe each enemy is so unique. There's there's certain ways you can take them down. So. No wall masters. No uh, wall masters. I like wall masters. I hate wall uh, masters. Any anything to add variety. Plus they don't. They're not going to really work in this game with the way the dungeons are built. Yeah. So there's only four dungeons. They put wall masters and they kick you out of the out of the yeah. divine beast. Yeah. How much of that suck? Four large dungeons. Yeah, but uh, the shrines, though, come on, they're not going to put a wall master in the shrines right. unless the shrines are bigger. They're pretty small. They'd have to be bigger shrines. Yeah, and also they'd have to not be in certain ones, like the ones where you're flipping your gamepad around trying to get that platform to spin with the ball yeah. on it, uh, yeah. you know. or your switch gamepad or switch. Yeah, we well, have the we have the switch version for the record. Yes, but uh, just yeah, enemies, and then I'd say uh, shoot. I would say I there's plenty of side quests. Yeah, I'd prob- I wouldn't I wouldn't mind more stuff like the Terrytown quest. Yeah, I think they need to be more like Majora's Mask level involving. Yeah, not because they were kind of almost JRPG fetch. Like, like the like, couple's hey. mask quest. Right, I think because Tar- Terrytown or Terrytown, almost it almost rivals the uh, Anju in Cafe Cafe. Kiffy, Kiffy, the couple's mask, right? Quest. The couple's mask question, Majora's Mask. <laughs> that, that is the most involved. That takes you all over that world. It takes you to every corner, and you you, you meet with every race, every, right? It, it's it's right. so cool. And it's the Terrytown, both the Andrew quest and the Terrytown. And I think that is the sign of a good side quest. A great side quest actually might help you discover something you didn't know was there. Like, wait, holy crap, there's another town over here I didn't know about? And you're very thankful all of a sudden that that side quest did take you to that corner of the world you would have probably never even gone to otherwise. Yeah. Because uh, this game is very, oh, Link, I need, uh, I need ten pieces of amber and then I will give you a diamond. And it's yeah. more, I wish it were a little more involving. And also, I think the rewards, 
should yeah, be the, the side the side quests were a little lackluster in certain yeah. cases. I think because you know Terrytown, you're rewarded with basically a hub. You're, you're rewarded with a whole new town. You know, yeah, and it, it, new it, you can get, and it's right there n- near a shrine that you can right. just glide down to it, right. and near one of the four great fairies fountains, yeah. which is very helpful. Yeah, that's probably my favorite town once you do get it. So I'll yeah. run with that. It's like you know the the stories. I I think that a lot of them should involve. I don't know, like helping to sort of rebuild Hyrule. Because like, that's how you... This yeah. story a is, lot is, of people with the DLC of the, the Champions Ballad thing, they were thinking it was going to be a post-game, uh, you know, rebuilding of Hyrule Castle Town yeah. and stuff like that. You get the new Champions, which, the Descendants. You know? Which would be cool, personally. I think that would make a good sequel. DLC Pack 3? Nah, I, th- I think that's for Breath of the Wild. And I, I mean, like, going a direct sequel. Call this thing Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, but then uh, that, that leads into who would be the bad guy of that game. I think we finally got rid of Ganon entirely, even as a reincarnating force. At least for a I century, until he gets reborn somewhere. That, yeah, that, like, the regeneration cycle might be broken now? In English. Yeah, because I've heard people. It was on YouTube. People are like, "Oh, well, in Japan, it's oh no, he's trying to reincarnate again." But in America, it's like he's given up on reincarnating because he's so pissed and he wants to stomp you, kill yeah. him now. Like that's the American version, but the Japanese yeah. is different. But um, yeah, for a sequel, I like the idea of I don't know, like Ganon having been uh he'd been there for like a hundred years or whatever. Just, I think he was driving away more powerful evils. They were too afraid to be in Hyrule. Because Ganon was there. Right. Yeah. So I think that there should be like these forces of nature, these great Titans or something, like, you know, there's something in death mountain at, at each one of the four cardinal directions, kind of like the divine beast, these great ancient monsters. So maybe like four main villains. Well, maybe like the fearsome four. these, like, but I, I like the idea of maybe an older villain, like maybe, from the great east, from the from the eastern winds comes uh, Vati, the return of Vati. Oh, there's this guy. He's older than Ganon, and yeah. he's still out there locked in a lamp or whatever. And he comes back to. Well, Hyrule. my favorite villain's always been Majora, and I would love it if they found a way to bring him back. Yeah, like, like especially the full deity, not just the mask. Yeah, the the full the full thing. You know, like his original body that that gave the mask power. This great evil. is reborn, right. and he um. Like, he then somehow, you know, makes a new mask or something. That way you never see his face. Right. You realize, oh, no, Ganon was a seal and you broke it and there's something worse than Ganon. You fool. That'd be pretty fun. Right. But I I think a lot of people love the idea of um, a more exploratory, I mean, in in terms of character. Yeah. A sequel that really just, you could just revel in the world and the characters with with no big, huge villain, maybe a subtle. Mm. So a lot of people are thinking and me included if we do a direct sequel let's just go to town let's pretend we're talking about a potential breath of the wild 2 here uh it's got to involve link and zelda and finally have zelda as this character that tags along and follows you not like an escort because you know the most feared two words in video game escort mission yeah yeah the dictionary's escort mission oh no uh, she can uh. take care of herself you saw in this this continuity, hell, you know, I'd love it if this just started a whole new corner of the timeline. This this basically creates this six game, its own corner of the Zelda universe, the Breath of the Wild verse, because this was almost like a soft reboot. 
Well, kind of, but then again, it also took place like in the far, far future. Yeah. So like, it's definitely th- doesn't matter line. what timeline it was on. It's so far in the future, at least ten thousand years or so. It's it's a long way in the, the future, future that you know they could do literally anything, anything after they want this. with it. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, um, something that oh, has bothered me about the game from day one that I would love to see in a sequel or in future DLC, probably a sequel though is some way to, one, control the weather, or two, control the blood moon. Whether that means you have to go on a special quest to gain some cursed artifact that allows you to, you know, keep the blood moon from rising, and then when... uh, Or trigger a blood moon. Or trigger a blood moon whenever you want. I think it'd be super cool to hold off on the blood moon and, like, truly put the land in peace. Like, after you've beaten the big boss and everything of the game, they give you this side mission where you have to defeat this this really awesome dungeon that they build up, and they make it super awesome, and it gives you the ability to control the Blood Moon. So yeah. you don't activate the Blood Moon for as long as you want, and you can literally clear the whole world of bad guys. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. That'd be fun. I would love to be able to walk That's... around and be like, hey, no you know, no, no uh, Stacoblins, no no Moblins, no Lizalfos, no Deku Shrubs. It's completely clear this has been cleansed. of monsters. Yeah. This land is clear. Right. <laughs> well, you know, tell you what, then tie it in with my idea that the side quest should be more involving. The side quests should lead to items like that. Instead of some, oh, you can have this, here, have ten milks. Okay. Yeah. It's more like you've done this long-ass three-hour side quest, and you get the old guy, oh, here's an old pair of climbing mitts. I haven't you used them. You can climb in the rain. And now with the, the digging mitts, you can cling onto a, a cliffside, even if it rains. And all of a sudden, you have a perma inventory item that you've earned for traveling and going into caves and... You know what? Speaking of caves, I love the shrines, at least the puzzle shrines, because you can only fight so many guardians, scout one through fours before yeah. you lose your mind. Uh, I like if they were more integrated into the world for, for a sequel, Breath of the okay. Wild 2. I think it's more you should, more like a Skyrim or a Witcher. I think they, these things should now be put into ancient caves, or they're more part of the, the natural world instead of going into a subterranean. If I'm to believe Breath of the Wild, Everything beneath Hyrule, everything beneath the ground in Hyrule is a futuristic city, apparently. <laughs> kind of, right? yeah. Like, uh, so I'd love it if maybe ditch the shrines, keep the idea of what. Well, to be fair, they mentioned that they dug up the divine beasts, right? So like, everything they were beneath buried Hyrule. in the ground. Yeah, yeah. maybe Hyrule's. Maybe they're actually on a different planet, and it is post-apocalyptic, and it used to be this great Cybertronian, like something out of Transformers, right? I like, would love a, a Zelda game set in the future, but now we're getting a little bit too. Yeah, oh yeah. we're gonna pull like it back the, to Breath of the Wild, the, yeah. the medieval. Um, yeah, Breath yeah. of the Wild. Let's talk about cybernetic swords. Uh, yeah, yeah, you that's can kind totally of this wild. One. Yeah, well, but yeah, you can get the ancient saw blade. Thing. I say, pull out all of the, pull out the innards of those shrines, everything that's that's within. And put them out into your world. So you walk into the woods and you come across a shrine-style puzzle that you would have seen in Breath of the Wild 1. And now it's been put out there to fill the world and add I think it'd be cool if, like, people um, in the land, like, after you've beaten Ganon, like, go into those shrines and not... 
not like have that stuff like, oh, it's on the outside. Actually have them go in and loot the places, the old, the old shrines, pull them out, and use that tech in their cities. Yes, I know it's in the futuristic thing going on, but like, seriously, it's there for the grabbing. Anybody can walk in now that you've opened the shrine and completed it. Yeah. Anybody can go down there. Go in, take some of that tech, bring it back up, and build really awesome semi-quasi-futuristic cities and, you know, have that be part. Everyone's using the ancient tech again. It'd yeah. be fun. Yeah. Uh, but, um... more the sh- <clears throat> I really have no problem with the shrines. They should keep them. Yeah. And there should be a lot to do in the world. Yeah, I, uh, I, would, I would like it if they had um, maybe... Like, not the shrines, but how cool would it be if they had some of those cave-like things, like from Twilight Princess, where, like, you have to have your torch and you walk no, into like the torch caves. caves. Yeah, yeah, like that, you know? I, that's what I'm saying. The shrines should be more like that. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, it fits I'm, with I'm the saying, Zelda, I'm the saying aesthetic. Have, have your dungeons and your shrines and stuff, and then also have the caves yeah. that give you special items and stuff. Yeah. You, you know, know, and those those usually led to a heart piece. I kind of want heart pieces to come back. Heart pieces would be nice. Uh, you know, actually, I just I think it'd be neat since you worked so hard for it and you explored so much. I think you should just straight up get a heart container for having explored and earned something. Maybe you even needed a, a type of weapon or a tool to get there. Yeah. I th- well, that would know. limit the amount of things that you uh, you'd be able to collect them because, like, you don't want to have fifty fucking hearts. It they would they would probably stick it to you. Start off with three. There's like 17 big trials in the world that give you a heart container. Oh, uh, yeah. Or a stamina container, for that matter. You could have oh, both yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep the stamina. Yeah, back. if they brought stamina back. So you'd have 17 plus whatever uh, the stamina wheel gives you. I think they had like five for things of so 20, 37 um, missions, which is not bad at all, yeah. personally. But if they were the size and length of certain, like a, a Terrytown thing each... That would be worth a heart container in my mind. Yeah, and it, yeah. it might fit because, oh, you've helped us so much. We've opened our hearts to you here. Oh, my gosh, you've grown another heart. <laughs> like like the anti-Grinch. <laughs> that explains Link's biology. He's so helpful and so full of heart, he just gets more hearts. Enough. Nah. But, yeah, like I, I keep going back to the more involved side quest where you yeah. really dig in and get a great reward. So it, I just say, like, reward perma item. They should be more of those. Because yeah. they made you explore the world. There, you've earned the hook shot. Or at you know? least, uh, well, it'd be nice to have some of those old items come back. Um, to sort of wrap things up, because we've been going for a little while now. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and mention, like, one item from the old games that we would have loved to have had in Breath of the Wild. Me? Yeah. Gus Bellows. Gus Bellows. Yeah, control the wind. Okay. In, in a way. Well, you know, if you combine that with your paraglider, you could literally fly forever. Right. You can, like, jump on there and think, I'm going to tie my gust belt. Link doesn't talk. Yeah. I'm silently pantomiming, <laughs> tying the gust belt to my waist. You have to talk. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then he's like, ah, jumps off, starts gliding, and then the gust belt fires off. And, and But that might be a, an end game style item, right? Yeah. You yeah, earn yeah, that yeah. from one of the bigger dungeons, because they really need to put a, I, dungeon items there, too, because that yeah. was just not rewarding at all <laughs> yeah i am um, i don't know uh i would have loved to have had uh maybe the, the the gust boomerang from twilight princess 
A boomerang would have been nice. Because you can get boomerangs. You got the Lazalfos tried boomerangs. The boomerangs are not. But the problem is, you throw them, you have to time pushing it. Yeah, they're not fun in this game. Yeah, they're not fun to use. That's another nitpick. But, like, you know, maybe like the the gust boomerang. I think you can get, like, a version of it when you tap the Wind Waker amiibo or something. Nah. But it doesn't. Maybe. It doesn't do. It's not the same one from Twilight Princess, and it doesn't have a wind effect on it. Yeah. But it would be really cool. Um, maybe, hmm. You know what? I'm going to say any, oh God, any sword from a previous Zelda game that had an ability um, and had that ability work. Like uh, bigger on sword, you know, never broke. We have that as an amiibo tap, it breaks. Um, maybe the Fierce Deity Sword shoots the laser beams like it did against the battle against Majora, even when you don't have full health. You know, that'd be cool. Yeah. You know, just something from the old, maybe Double Claw Shot. That'd be fun. I think Hookshot or Claw Shot would be cool to bring back. Yeah, the Double Claw Shot specifically, because then you could dueling peaks, right, and back the, and forth, up the two yeah. peaks to get to the middle. And like <laughs> that should also be an, uh, kind of an in-game item. End game yeah so you're yeah. not getting this thing right up front yeah we don't want you to have god mode immediately exactly because yeah. you know the idea with this one is like oh anywhere you you can get any item at any time and if you want you can run straight to hyrule castle maybe the second one if the breath hypothetical breath of the wild 2 using a similar engine the same assets because they have them they're beautiful i just they can get a sequel out pretty quickly within maybe three years uh, I don't know what it is with us liking reusing the assets on the same engines. We went on about that in the last episode. But it's, Nintendo's it, good at it. They really know how to make use of their it assets. It doesn't make sense to scrap everything you right. worked so hard on right. and build something new. Just keep what you've got, modify it a little bit, right. and you can crank out games so much better. The problem is, is that you hard to get stale or burnt out on some games. Right. But you know what? There are people out there who would definitely love to have a Zelda game sooner than every eight years. <laughs> right. But where, where I was going was uh, I almost betrayed Breath of the Wild's promises with end game items. What I mean by that is you could go get the hookshot or a Gus Bellows or a, a Perma item uh, by finding that side mission or if it's going to be in a dungeon, that dungeon first. Uh, the idea is more like in-game is you may not survive trying to get it because it's going to be guarded by high-level, maybe overworld bosses or whatever. So that's what I mean. Is You yeah. might want to go get those when you're more powerful. They're not going to be exactly easy to get right out the gates in a hypothetical Breath of the Wild 2 or a yeah. DLC pack. Yeah. All right. Well, we've been talking for quite a while right. now. So do you want to end it with um, some quick little thoughts, quibbles? Um, yeah, I'm going to end it with one thought from me, and you can end it with whatever you want. Yeah. I would love, and this is just pure fantasy. Fantasy. It's right. never going to happen. But tell me you wouldn't have loved this. The next Zelda, post game, you scan your amiibos, in, you know, or you unlock it somehow in the world through DLC. The ability to use and become. The masks from Majora's Mask. I know it sounds dumb, but imagine rolling across the plains of Hyrule, attacking Guardians in full-on magicked-up Goron uh, spike mode. No, that, I mean that'd be neat. Yeah, 
or swimming to the bottom of the lakes that your fucking starbits fell into as the Zora, yeah. Zora Lake. I lost everything. Oh, the water. Yeah. Oh, the ability to dive. That's another fun, quick thought. Yeah. Link should have been able to dive. Yes. Found a way to get under the water because all those times I killed an enemy and you fell into the water and had an amazing loot drop and it just sunk to the bottom as I screamed in horror. Yep. And but, I think it'd be fun if you like put on the Deku mask. Look, right now you have like the Majora's mask that makes you invisible to enemies if they see you but they don't suppress you know, see you as an enemy. Deku mask, you can talk to them. You know? That'd be neat. They, they, have, know? they have latent kind of passive Yeah, they're, they're just like, I fucking hate humans. Something like that, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> if that's how that's a Deku scrub sounds, that's great. Well, I'm, I'm picturing a Deku scrub talking to a moblin, but yeah. yeah. Oh, I hate humans. Oh, I got you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be fun. Stupid little shit like no, that. No, and that's a fun thought. You know, a lot post of game debt only. You cannot get it till you've beaten the game. Yeah. A lot of people are—they don't like to depend on amiibo to get them. Their I know game you, you, it could be a DLC thing, right? But a I, fun that, little thing, Dad. Fun. That thought. is something that I would die for. Yeah. Although if I died for, it, then I couldn't use it. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. My, my my fun little quick thought is that I wish there was a special stable in Breath of the Wild. Why? Yeah. You know, the game we are talking about, the, the the existing game, Breath of the Wild. Uh, you know, because. I just kept thinking, how neat would that be to have a bear with a you name it, and there's and if there's only one, you have to go find it. It's not easy to find. Maybe it's way up there in the what's the Rito area called? The uh, Hebra Hebra Tower. Hebra Hebra or Hebra, yeah. Up into that region, and out there in the mountains is this guy, this Hagrid type, like ah, oh, yeah, hello there. You can bring me any old uh, creature you want. I I can board bears and deers and even some legendary. And then maybe he could set you on the quest to go find the Lord of the Mountain, Lord of the Mountain, Zelda Steed, Ganondorf uh, Steed, yeah. horse, I mean. And then you could yeah. only board them there at that guy. Sure, give him a name. And then to ride a bear or a deer with a saddle and bridle. And yeah. then you can customize them to decorate your deer's antlers or something neat like that, just to add variety. That would be so cool. Yeah. I wish the, I, I was hoping that'd be in a DLC because I think people were talking about that. Like, any way we could kind of save a deer or save a bear that we caught, that'd be really neat. It would be very see neat. Link riding a bear or a deer. You could, all the time. You, you could name your deer Bambi, right? Or something, <laughs> something neat. Ride it into the room with Ganondorf. Yeah, I'm here, Ganondorf, with yeah. Bambi. Yeah. Other, other than that, you know that. That's the, that's my fun little thought. And there's a, a blacksmith. They had a neat blacksmith character that comes to Hyrule. Like, I'm here to find a job. Can you help me maybe make it a long, involved side quest? And then you get the ability to come to this guy anytime a weapon broke. Or you can buy any, anything you ever found. You can get it from him if it broke. Oh, since you found that, it's now in my inventory forever. You can just go either buy a new one or he can repair the one you've worked so hard to upgrade. Mm -hmm. So, a blacksmith character. And, you know, maybe if weapons broke, they didn't, like, shatter. They just lessen their damage output you, yeah, you've, you've mentioned that to me previously yeah it's like i guess i'll go back to the witcher 3 yeah. again your stuff breaks it just becomes less effective you can yeah. still use a broken sword but instead of doing 60 damage or 70 damage per hit it now only does like 28 damage or and you're 10. just you're gonna be cheesing the enemy <laughs> i like that idea i think if they're going to continue with broken weapons in a future installment that carries on this breath of the wild tradition it's more oh no your uh, hero sword broke or your traveler sword broke okay instead of doing 20 damage you're gonna be doing five you better get out of there and get that thing repaired at the blacksmith in whichever town you find them in or yeah. however you've earned them but with all that said uh breath of the wilds it's 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 one of the best Zelda experiences it these really are all is. nitpicks these are all fantasies for a potential sequel 
Yeah. Or fantasies of the little things we wish we could have put in this one. Yeah, and if you guys feel the same, let us know. Or if you have any ideas that expound upon our ideas, let us know. We'd love to hear them. So, yeah, we have an email. It's uh, thinkbetweenworlds at gmail.com. And you can uh, tweet at us on Twitter at T between worlds. T, like Twitter. T between it. Excellent. Yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you guys so much for what uh, watching. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys. Visualize. Yes, visualize it in your mind. Yes. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate your feedback. Uh, feel free to rate us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast apps. And uh, let us know what you thought of this episode. Right. With a positive or negative or sure. some more in the middle response. Yeah, we rambled on this one, but, you know, fantasy is fun. Zelda's a fantasy. Breath Zelda is a great fantasy. And it's fun to ruminate on these things and try to... It's quite the world to adventure to. Right. Well, uh, yeah, Derek here uh, again and just thanking you guys for listening, just like David did. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoy this, blah, 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 all the same stuff he said. Thank you for listening to the Think Between Worlds podcast, where one world is just never enough. So many things to talk about, so little time. You're here to hear what we're thinking. We eventually want to hear what you're thinking. Thank you so much once again for listening to this podcast. So feel free to do that. All right. Yeah. Thank you once again for listening, and this is us. Heading off into Hyrule, because I'm going to go over to my Switch right now and start it up. <laughs> over here. I'm doing it right now. He's not moving. I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> he, he's moving his fingers in the air like he's orchestrating a, an orchestra. The outro music. <laughs> I was like, this is where the outro music would play. I'm going to keep this all in. Oh, There's no music. Oh, no. You, you, you can stop. You can, you can stop this part. Uh, all right. All right. Take care, guys. <laughs>